Well, I keep telling myself that I'm going to come up with some sort of cold opener every yeah. time we uh, start, and then we get started, and I don't have anything. It just it just has to happen at some point, and then it just you know. Well, I, some like, some of the podcasts I listen to actually they they write stuff down throughout the week, stories they can tell, and then you not know, a bad idea. Yeah, and I just never do it. I just never do it. I'm going to go ahead and pour some of the, the 99 in just so I can have it sitting there. That works for me. And it'll be interesting to taste it now that I, that I haven't gone back to it since um, I first opened the bottle. Now, is this 99 proof? Yeah, that's the whole point. The Ezra 99. Cause it, it's, it could be from 1999. It could be, but that would be more expensive than the $25 it is. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. On this episode, Brett and Dude dive into some Ezra Brooks expressions. We start with the Ezra Brooks 99, then move to the old Ezra 7. Then we dive into two different distillers collection single barrel picks. Find out what we think is better than Ezra. But before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Go to their website at www.unicornnationapparel.com or check out the link in our bio for some awesome Bourbon Hunters exclusive bourbon shirts provided by Unicorn Nation Apparel. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. guys breaking the mold a little bit we have a giveaway that we are starting so at the end of this episode we will give you the details it does require that you give us a five-star review because we are not above begging you and paying you off uh welcome to another episode of the bourbon hunters i am dude pool and i'm joined by brett bryant we are without tyler this week uh, but we are going to sit down and uh, sample some Ezra Brooks. So we've got some Ezra Brooks 99 proof. We've got an old Ezra 7-year. And I believe, what are those, 107 proof? Usually? Uh, yeah, they're or both 107. No, that's 117. 117? Yeah. And then... Oh, these distiller collections. Those are both 107? Yes. Okay, so maybe we should finish with the old Ezra. Yeah, I'm uh, cool with that. It does, no, it doesn't matter to me, but I mean... It'd be interesting to try out the two shelfers and then go to the single barrel. So let's do it that way. Okay. All right. And if we learn one thing, it's that proof doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. And to a degree. Well, and I don't know if they're all this way, but I know most of the Ezra Brooks are charcoal mellowed is what they call, I think. Um, um, I know the, yeah, charcoal mellowed, it says on the side of this one. Same with the distillers collection, charcoal okay, mellowed. So that's cool. Um, they're yeah, both so, sour mashes as well. Yeah, definitely filtered. Um which I know there's kind of a little bit of a trend to go back to the old ways of non-filtered, like the old tub and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm not a, you know, what's funny is uh, I, there's a huge rave out there for the old tub and I, I'm just not a huge fan of it. And maybe, and I've heard people say that the the longer it sits, the better it gets. And I'm a poet. And <laughs> I was going to say that was, you know, if you plan that or not, I did not plan it. Um, but, I haven't revisited my old tub since uh, we did it in that one. Um, did it a couple times. Well, we did it in the uh, the 
holiday challenge that we did yeah. this year, and it it was the first one voted out. And didn't we do it in um and on our bourbon trip? One of those? No, but we did have it in a blind on okay. the. I think it was the uh, bottled and bond blind. I know I've had it a few times, and every time I'm disappointed, and and I. I'm upset that I'm disappointed because I want to like yeah, it more. I like Jim I mean, Beam. Yeah, I was um, the same way. Knob Creek is one of my favorites. You know, that's a Jim Beam product. Yeah. We should do Knob Creek episode too. Yeah, we do. Um, I was actually just listening to a Jim Beam episode of Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Uh, they had a ambassador on, um, mm-hmm. but it was pretty cool. We need to do uh, Legion too. That's yeah. the, I've got that and I haven't even opened it yet. Um, and that's a finished, well, it's a blended uh, finished bourbon from what I understand. I'd have to find more out about it, but anyway. So uh, we are into the Ezra Brooks 99 proof uh, right now. That's what we're starting with. And we've got it in our glass. Um, and did I pour my own? You did. That's a heavy pour, too. Holy shit, I did. I know. I was like, he's going big tonight. I did not mean to. That was totally by accident. We can't put it back in the bottle. I mean, I could, but anyway. All right. So what do you get on the nose? It's a light nose for me. Yeah. And I don't um, know if it's, it's the, not overwhelming at all. Yeah. I, I've always liked the nose on all the Ezra Brooks stuff. Ezra Brooks in general, it holds like a special place in my heart. There's a few things that do, and it all relates back to like college. And when I first got into bourbon and a buddy of mine, and, and it was a different Ezra Brooks that's been bought since then, right? By Luxrow and yeah. stuff. And I don't know who owned it, you know, back then in the early two thousands. Ah, that's a good question. Um, you but can, yeah, you can Google that there. while I'm talking, Yeah, but it was real. It was less than $20. It may have even been like $13. And my buddy in college was like, and it comes with a fucking cork. And like, we thought that was the coolest thing that was like, this is some high end bourbon. It comes with a cork and it was like 13 <laughs> bucks. We thought it was the best shit ever. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny you say that because like, uh, Weller antique one Oh seven, two years ago, screw top. It's the $30 cork. And then they, well, they changed the bottle shape a little <laughs> bit. Like the shape is about the same. However, uh, it was, uh, it, like made a little bit taller. So it, it spread out the features of it a little bit more. And, uh, and then they added the cork and that was always the joke for me. It was like, it was like a 20 or $30 cork or whatever. But, um, so it was made by the Hoffman distilling company in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky up until Hoffman distilling company went out of business in 1970s. And then in 1993, Ezra Brooks was purchased by Luxco, which at that time was based in St. Louis. So, oh, so it was Luxco back then even. Well, I mean, depending, I guess, on how old the bottles were. 1993, you were in, you were in, uh, well, I guess because if they went out of business in 1970. Yeah. Then yeah, I guess it would have had to have I been. Wasn't uh, drinking some thirty-year-old bourbon. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would hope not, especially uh, not for thirteen or whatever right, it was. Right. <laughs> I think I might get some more on the nose once I take a sip here. Um, this is my first drink of the day, so like my palate needs to get warmed up. Yeah, and I just had a clean eats burger, so who knows if my palate's all messed up? But I get some pepper, like a rye pepper. Yeah, I got this. I so I didn't get anything on the front of the tongue or the middle, but immediately on that first drink, I did get that little spiciness. Yeah, uh, on the back of the tongue, and same. it's not a it's not a uh, proof hotness. It's definitely mm-hmm. the the rye spice, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm assuming this is a high rye mash bill. Um, well, you know what they say when you when you assume assume so, ass out of you and me something like that. It says this one's. They must all be a sour mash. Then I wasn't sure if. They all were, or just the distiller's collection, but I can read. I think they're all based off of the same recipe, just different uh, 
either single barrels or different proofs. Proof. So like the regular Ezra Brooks, I think is like an 80 or something like that. 99 is obviously 99 proof. The old Ezra 7s are 117. And then it looks like our two distillers collections are 107. This is still really soft on the nose. Um, gosh, I don't know if I even smell like a pepper on the nose. There's some kind of spice on the nose for me. Yeah. I, I, it's a mellow nose, and I, I don't. Very I'm mellow. using the word I think because uh, you know it says charcoal mellowed, and that's in my mind. But yeah. it's definitely like a mellow nose. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't. Nutmeg's not the word I'm looking for, but there's some oh, kind of like yeah, allspice. Yeah, yeah, allspice or something. I think it's, it's a, allspice. That's what I'm looking right. for. Yeah, that's definitely predominant for me, and maybe even like a little bit of a cinnamon or something. Yeah. It's a, a cinnamon and allspice for me, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I, it, the funny thing is, I'm not like super clear on my nose. Like it's a little, it's not stuffy, but it's kind of stuffy. And um, now that second drink, um, it, it tastes a lot better than the first. I think my palate just needed to warm up. Yeah. Usually we do a, uh, a little pre one before we get in here, but I enjoy that second drink a lot more. Still has the peppery rye to it. Um, but not as much. And it, it wasn't burned before. It might have just been like a shock to my palate. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's... Um, the, the interesting thing, every time I've had the Ezra Brooks, whether it's the seven you know, year, the 99 proof or any of the others, it's taken me a second to get into, I feel like, the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems kind of um, whatever, uh, uneventful on the first drink or two. And then as I drink it a little bit more, it builds some complexity to me, is what I is what I feel like. What have you been drinking uh, in the meantime, like during the week? What's your go-to lately? Well, Saturday, I went and tied one on with my buddies. I hadn't really been out with them in a long time. So we, we went out. Wait, um, you have other friends? What? Uh, allegedly. And... Um, which is interesting because I found out uh, that the people he works with actually listens to our podcast. So oh, shout out perfect. to you guys, to Wallace's uh, workmates. Um, so we went out to Odie's, then we went over to Sports on Tap. We had uh, we started here. He saw he was the first person to see the finished bourbon room. Was he impressed? Uh, yeah. And Good. then we had a couple drinks here. So uh, we had, I'm trying to remember what he had for, oh, we started with some Jack Daniels, single barrel. Oh, that's good. I need to revisit well, mine. And I gave it to him because he doesn't like Jack. I don't like Jack normally. The but, bourban but enthusiast the, one? But Yeah, but the okay. single barrel is really, really good. Then we moved on from that to, I let him pick the second bottle. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Oh, well, we had that Starlight Distillery from Bourbon Enthusiast. Oh, that's good. And that's outstanding. So we that was our second little drink of the of evening. And then we went from there. And uh, we went to Odie's, and Odie's has Antique 107, and we just basically had a few drinks of Antique 107. Then we crossed the street and went to uh, Sports on Tap, and they had Eagle Rare. They also had Stag Junior upstairs no, in a did bar they really? that wasn't the the bar wasn't open. Like I was half tempted to just grab it. I was like, God, I feel like it's just lost on this place. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not. They can ban me forever. I'll just take it. Yeah, I like I I ended up going and asking them if they would sell it, and they said no. I was so upset because it was a, it was just sitting there. Was like, it unopened? No, it had a poor spout on it, but like it was almost full. Like it it just didn't make any sense to me that it was sitting there, and I'm like, why is that not down on the main bar? And I feel like that uh, they just I don't yeah know, I don't know. Some places I think are trying to get into bourbon. 
at bar wise, and they I don't think they realize what they actually have. So a friend of mine um, from work, he actually wants to come on the show, and he has a bunch of the Stag Juniors. I think he has like the last three years of them, and they're all unopened. And he was like, "My collection's getting too big." He was like, "I." Just want to tap into him. He's like, I'm looking for a reason. Well, have him come on the show. And I was like, absolutely. You can do this anytime. Um, I need to reach back out to him. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm all about a stag episode. The last yeah. time we had stag was we got plastered on the bottle kill yeah. episode. And, down uh, in uh, Bardstown, Bardstown, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, That was fun. That was a good night. Oh my God, what I remember that night. Did you ever listen to the podcast? I did, yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's... Like I, had, halfway I had to through, cut a lot of stuff out of there. Oh my God. It becomes just a giggle fest. Well, is the what best, it is. no, the best part was like every other sentence out of your mouth was, Oh God, please edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, please edit that out. Please don't put that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> it was funny. And you weren't the only one who said that. It's um, just like drawing attention to yourself when you say that too. You just need to just like, let it slide. Right. You just need to, hopefully they're not paying that much <laughs> attention by now. It's two hours in. They've probably stopped paying attention. This is really good. I do like this. I don't, I've never had regular Ezra Brooks, so I don't know what to compare it to, to be honest. Um, you know what this reminds me of? So I've been drinking the Four Roses Small Batch Select um, because there, there wasn't a whole lot left in the bottle. And I'm like, you know, I need to make some space. I need to get rid of a couple bottles here. And it reminds me of that just a little bit. I, I don't know if that's just because what I've been drinking and it's in my mind or what's going on, but I also know that that uh, Small Batch Select also has a high rye mash bill. And I think that's what it might be. Um, I need to like compare these two and see like the rye um, in the mash bill and see how high it is. But I, I am enjoying this very much. I need to look for one of these. So the Giant Eagle, Britain Parkway, has. Yeah. they had like 10 of them. Okay. Whether they do anymore or not, I don't know. Everywhere else I go, I never see them. But... Luxor is one of those distilleries that I don't think gets enough um, recognition, which it's it's kind of good because that means it's available for me. Well, they just got bought out by MGP for like $4 billion. Oh, shit. I didn't so, know that. I didn't read that one. That was like three or four months ago, I think. And um, So what you're saying is we need to go down there and I need another one of the freaking yeah. Lux 12s. Well, and they just released the new Blood the Oath. Blood of Seven. So, um, and I just watched on the Mash and Drum. They He gave it a um, pretty good review. It's like a Sart- Sartenus wine finish okay um I, i'm not sure if i'm saying that right um we he have, still thinks this the fifth one is his favorite you have five and six right I have five and six we haven't opened them yet yeah i have six which Put is the um cognac finish i believe yeah cognac and then the five's the, five's rum. the rum yeah, yeah. I, well you know what i think the six was his favorite if i remember the cognac actually okay. I, I think i've got a couple cognac finished uh bourbons so um it'd be interesting i wouldn't mind uh I think I've got a Bell Mead that's a Cony- that's a bourbon enthusiast actually, um, and then I've got that uh, Blood Oath. We should do a Blood Oath episode, but absolutely, I, we only have two of them. That's the only problem yeah. with that. Um, I tell everyone whenever they say they're going on the bourbon trail, I'm like, go to Lux Row, do their premium tasting. Yeah, it's a nice little tour, and it's a, and it's a. I mean, the tour was very because of COVID generic and, and bland mm-hmm. but the tasting that was one of the best tastings i've ever yeah, had i mean and for just simple little things they gave you chocolates so you had uh four bourbons and i think three or maybe four chocolates I think three chocolates but i could be wrong yeah i think it was three too but i, I didn't want to be you know whatever yeah. and then the second time we went they weren't even doing tours but they were giving you a rebel 100 and a little <laughs> chocolate with your uh with your a little airplane order. rebel 100 yeah. yeah right and i thought that was really nice like it 
you know, I appreciated that. Yeah. It was, but I do like their distillery. It's a nice distillery. Um, just like random gift shocks just walking around and stuff outside. That was cool. And then cats and whatever. Um, but it was, what was really cool about it though, for me is it's just modern. It's, um, you know, and it's the gift shop. The gift shop is really nice. They had a lot of stuff you could buy. Everything that they, that they make is available there. It seems like, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what's nice. You might pay a little more money, but you can find it. Like Blood Oath, you would never find anywhere. I will but they're say, gonna have it in the gift shop. Yeah, the gift shop there was a little more than what you'd pay for the bourbons here in Ohio, which was interesting. But but I liken it to the convenience of knowing that you can just get them there. You know, paying that little upcharge because Ezra Seven was more expensive than it is here. The the um, Blood Oath was a little more than MSRP here. But the convenience factor but for me yeah, is worth exactly. it. Yeah, That's what I mean. Just knowing that you're going to walk in and you're going to walk out yeah. with what you wanted. Because actually, they were all there. Uh, I don't know why I forgot this, but for the Kentucky Derby, I poured some of the Lux 12. Because that's like one of my really good ones that I don't get out very oh, often. I love the Lux 12. I and just I had it like, last week. It's the fucking Derby. I need to get out something good. Yeah, so I want to go to the Derby. Same. The Derby is like a bucket list for me. I want to go to the infield. That's kind of a party fest. I don't give a shit. That's why I want to go there. Okay. I don't want to just go to the fucking derby. I want to go and enjoy the party portion of it. I want to go down there into the infield where you have to use the damn porta johns and you have to you hang out and you just get drunk all day long. I just want to do that. I just want to go one time to the derby. So there's a part of me infield. that wants to like dress up though. I want to put on like a shirt and tie and do go do that and go to the infield and get drunk and you'll drink. Look, you'll look mint important. juleps. You'll look important and all that shit. Yeah. I, why not? Let's do it. I'm serious. Absolutely. I know that they used to do um, like some shuttles because, well, let me come back to that in a second. So a girl that um, she's one of the reps at work and I'm not going to mention her company or anything, but we were talking and by her accent, I, I immediately knew where she was from and everything. And um, she's from Louisville. She has a house that they are um, moving out of because it's a smaller place, her and her husband. But they've turned it into an Airbnb. Yeah. And she's like, if you ever want it during the Derby, just let me know. Like, you still have to pay for it, but like... Tell her right now. She'll just let me be like the one tell to her rent right it. right now. I will tell her tomorrow at work. Um, and she said that... Um, I have a... I, honestly, we, I've got a group of people that all yeah. want to go to the Derby. And you don't How have to get on the get highway. To the derby? I think it's pretty hard. Even to the infield? I honestly don't know that part to the infield. I think the infield is much easier than... The stands and because a lot I of celebrities I just, go. I don't even care about the actual race. I want to go see the oh, experience of the people and the whatever. I watch the race every single year. No, and that's fine. But like watching the race on TV, you're probably going to have the best view on TV watching it unfold. It's like any sporting event. But but like being one time in the infield. Oh yeah. Just experiencing what it like. I've heard so many stories about people just going to the infield and just having a good old like party time. So I went to school in Kentucky, as I've said before, several times. And I remember the big thing was sneaking in alcohol because you can't sneak in alcohol. Some dude took, and again, this is like before big things on the internet and people get ideas. Well, and I've heard that there's like a big thing right beside the gate of all the like confiscated alcohol. And he was one of the first people to take a loaf of bread and like hollow out the loaf of bread, put a bottle of booze through it, and then put the two ends of bread on it and snuck it in that way in their camper. And I was like, that is amazing. So you can get a, so they check you before you even get into the campground area, like the camper area? From what I'm understanding, I, I have not like been there. Like, how do they not let you tailgate outside? I have no clue. I haven't been in there. That, that just sounds odd. But, yeah, okay, whatever. Or well, maybe the camper went into the infield. Can you get campers in the infield? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I believe you can. Okay. And it may have been something like that. They were like, 
looking in the campers and they can't check every little cubby. Like, let's sure. be honest. That's, that's interesting. I'll have to, we'll have to read up and check up. Yeah, on we'll this. do our homework so, on this. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the Ezra seven. So the old Ezra seven, one seventeen proof. Also charcoal mellowed charcoal mellowed. Yeah. Not mallow. Charcoal. That'd be awesome. If it was like marshmallow filtered, <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Now, this one, right out of the gates, for me, the nose is a little more complex. And it's probably just because of the higher proof. I definitely get a little more alcohol right off the right off the nose. I don't get a lot of alcohol on the nose. I'm not sure. Get your snozz down in there. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I do. But uh, Sometimes it's too overwhelming if I stick this big schnoz down in there right from the beginning. <laughs> but it's charcoal mellowed. <laughs> but it's mellow. <laughs> Um, I, I love this nose. Like I remember when I first started drinking bourbon, um, the nose was always like, oh my gosh, you know, Did it like burn like every a little time. Bit, yeah. But yeah. now like that's, that sensitivity is gone. It's probably a bad thing. Cause now I, I probably ruined my nose. I always like go back to the coffee analogy. Like when people first drink coffee, they put like cream in it and sugar and all this stuff. Then some people like back off and then they get to like black coffee and stronger coffee. I still do cream. I don't do sugar or anything. I used to do cream and, and sugar. Now I just do cream and I like cream. I just, I, I enjoy life, man. I like my coffee like dark and oily. I know you've said, and that's crazy. I think it's delicious. <laughs> I don't like bitter things. Like I just don't like a. a I thought you loved Trina. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. This is really good. This does not taste 117 proof at all. Yeah, it's one of the things I've always enjoyed the old Ezra uh, 7. And what's funny is like recounting my bourbon hunting, you know, I guess. Tr uh, adventures? Yeah, <laughs> adventures, but I was just going to, whatever, progression, whatever. Uh, it, it's funny how lucky I got when I didn't know what the hell I was looking for. And I would just see a bottle of something that was, I knew it was allocated because it was by the front desk, had no mm -hmm. idea what it was, and I would just grab it. And I got a, I've got an E.H. Taylor single barrel from that. I've got an old, like I got old Ezra 7. And it was funny because I, I didn't know at the time when I first started doing this and knowing, oh, they drop on this day and, oh, that's the day you want to go. Like I didn't know that it would be as hard as it was to find things that I was getting with no problem. And then since then it's almost like i got into the the habit or the the hobby right before everyone else did like right before mm -hmm. and so like i got spoiled with being able to find all these things no problem and then all of a sudden 10 people in a line you know 15 people 20, in a line yeah and you're just like what the hell's going on like you know and now you just can't find anything to the point where i'm almost like i don't go on drop day anymore i, I mean i do but, but right you don't now, stand in line I, early of a morning. Well, it's I'll go on drop day about an hour after they've opened and see and then talk to the people and say, hey, what did you guys get today and stuff. But I, yeah, I don't go and stand in line unless I'm completely, um, you know, nothing to do that day or something. And I'm just like, well, I, I mean, I'll just go check it out or something like that. But but generally speaking, yeah, I don't uh, I don't go stand in the lines anymore. And I think part of it is because we've gone to the distilleries. We've been able to get stuff pretty, you know, readily when we've wanted it. You know, there's the big things. We've never gotten the Pappy. We've never gotten the, 
you know, the Buffalo uh, Trace Antique Collection, yeah. any of that kind of stuff, Stag, Elmer T. Lee, um, you know, any of those things we've never really gotten, but I've, but like for the most part, the, you know, the 90th percentile and lower, we've gotten mostly Absolutely. as needed. And know? I feel like my collection has grown to a point where there's a lot of things that I'm not trying, like, you know what I mean? I'm not willing to stand in line for a lot of things. I need to. Well, because you've had them already. Yeah. And, and, it, and Elmer T. Lee, if I knew that was dropping, yeah, I'd, I would go stand right. in line for that. So well, just like the other day, they were they had two cases of Blanton's and two cases of the Wood Finishing uh, New Makers 2021. Um, and I didn't know they were releasing that week. And I missed it by probably a half hour. And I, the guy was like, oh, yeah, we sold out of that. And he's like, and we sold out of the Wood Finishing before the Blanton's. And I was like, well, that kind of makes sense because the Wood Finishing comes once or twice a year. I'm just... An- that surprises me because I know of like the cult following with Blanton's. Yeah, but Blanton's drops twice a, a lot. Month. Yeah, I mean it, does. it drops twice a month here. So I mean, if you really want it, if you wait in line every drop day at your pl- at your favorite place, you'll get a Blanton's. Yeah, you will. I mean, you may not get it for two months, but you'll get it. it it'll take you eight trips to the liquor store, and you'll get a Blanton's. I don't have that patience. I know, but I'm just saying if you really, really want, (laughs) but you've had Blanton's. True. If you had never had Blanton's before and you were so intrigued by it, like we talked about before, you know, you're willing to wait if you've never had it. But once you've had it, you're just like, okay, if I get it, I get it. It's like a hot chick at the bar. You just want it and want it and then you get it and you're like, eh, I've had it. It was okay. It was good, but there's better out there. (laughs) Personality. (laughs) Oh, so what do you think? Uh, what do you think on the uh, flavor of this one? It reminds me a lot of the ninety nine, which it should because it yeah, should be the ninety nine. Just a these higher are all proof. going to remind us of each other. Um, I think subtle variances. I think I definitely I get more of that like allspice type thing. Yeah, this one the rye is still there as well for me. I feel like the finish is almost identical. However, I get a little bit more of the alcohol on the finish than I did it, which you know stands to reason it's another you know, almost 10% higher, uh, you know, from an alcohol perspective. Um, I don't know if on the 99 I got, uh, there wasn't hardly any burn, but there may have been more like heat or Kentucky hug on the 99 than the 117 for me anyway. I See, I didn't get any alcohol finish on the 99. It was all rye. On the 117, I'm definitely getting both, which is almost like, you know, a little bit of a double up on the on the finish. Um, I'm getting the Kentucky hug from the rye. I'm getting the, the Kentucky hug from the actual bourbon, you know, the alcohol. Yeah. Um, no, it's good though. Like I, I honestly, we talk about a lot of things as far as like sippers and favorites and all this stuff. And it's tough for me because I've got, you've seen my collection. I've got a lot of bourbon. And someone asked me the other day when I showed a picture of my, you know, bourbon room, they were like, well, what do you go to on a regular and I don't go to anything like just the, your, how you're feeling that day. Well, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with that. But like, if I legit had to just say, okay, my, if you had to pick a bourbon that you were going to drink 80% of the time, what would it be? Oh, 80% of the time. Like I, you know, not saying that you could only pick one bourbon the rest of your life, Yeah. but price being considered and all that stuff. If you had to pick a bourbon, you were going to drink you know, 90 or 80% of the time, let's say 80% of the time, you know, one, it's tough. Like this Ezra Brooks 99 is pretty good. The old Forester 100, the signature. I love that. That's very good. I, I love that. It's so good. 
Um, and it's like twenty some dollars, and and it's easy to find. That's another thing, right? Easy, you know, availability and um, you know, like obviously Woodford <clears throat> double double oaked would be one, but that's becoming it's like, becoming hard to find. That's disappeared all of a sudden. I don't know what happened with it, but it's not available anymore. I um, I went to the Giant Eagle in Grandview. I was I was getting beer for my family, my sister and stuff. They love this like coffee beer that I get there. But anyway, I stopped into the um, the liquor store there, and it even said like out of stock. And like, you know how they don't always put that little sticker on yeah, there? Like, and sorry, out of stock. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Which whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, they're not getting it for a while. Well, and so they'll do that. They they have that sticker for Weller usually because Weller comes every week and sometimes they get enough to where there's some left over. Mm-hmm. And so they have that sticker for Weller. I've noticed the green Weller. Um, but it, like, yeah, to see it for Double Oak was a little odd. I know. You know, sorry for the inconvenience or whatever Something it like says. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was talking to the guy at Kroger the other day and he's like, yeah, he's like, I asked the distributor. He's like, they don't, they don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're rebranding the bottles, if they're changing the bottle style, if they're, you know, what's going on. I have no clue. Yeah. Cause you know how they made the change of the distiller's collection, uh, to be the more squared off bottles. Like, oh, yeah. the, like the one we got the very mm-hmm. fine, very rare, the, 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 this year's batch proof came out in that bottle. Maybe they are doing something with a different and model. Last then. year's batch proof was a different shape. It was like more of a pot still looking type of shape. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't. I, it's it's always tough for me to answer that question. Like I, there's so many bourbons. Like I like Buffalo Trace as a regular easy drinker. That's a good daily. Yeah, I know people poo poo on it, and that's fine. I get why they poo poo on it. It's not super complex, but that's why I kind of like it for a daily drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know I have a whole bunch of them, which helps. Uh, Eagle Rare, I could see as a daily drinker, but it's a little bit harder to find. Right. Um, so that's, so that kind of rules it out in my opinion as a daily drinker. But if it was easier to find, I could easily just have a few bottles of that and drink that 80% of the time. I'd have no problem with it. The Old Forester Double Oaked is a very good, um, daily drinker. The 1910. The 1910. That's a very, very good daily drinker. But that's, a, again, sometimes tough yeah, harder to find. Harder to find. And so a person, another work person, whatever, obviously I have no life and I'm always at work, um, but they were telling me there's a thing called the 1915. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've done it. Where you mix half 20 and half 10. Yeah, I haven't done that. Oh, Did you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm going to have to try that sometime because I was like, son of a it's bitch, got, it's, it's, it's got enough of a cult following that people have <laughs> actually make it, make it, make it. They have made up labels. In the style oh, no of the shit. Whiskey Row series. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to remind me to show you. Okay. But they have a, a label that says 1915, and then it, they've made it up to look like an Old Forester label, and then they've taken a bottle of Old Forester and then mixed them together and poured it into it. I still want to do my own fat wash, too, um, that Jesse Hubbard told us how yeah, to do. Yeah, um, I still want to do that. That um, would be interesting to, to try out. Yeah. I know you have more patience for that kind of stuff. I'm, I'll, I have no problem making an old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. That's about the end of it. I'll make a good martini for Trina. Like she likes her martinis with vodka and I'll make her like a dirty martini or something. Okay. So like I'll do that. Shake it, not stirred. Uh, whatever. She likes okay. it either way. That's um, James Bond. I, no, I got you. I, I knew what you were getting at. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't know. There's just not a, there's not a huge draw to me to really play around with cocktails. That's why I really appreciate like what jesse hubbard does you know the, it's an the art patience it really is the, it's an art and it takes a lot of patience because yeah. you know how many of those does he make that suck oh you think God. oh this sounds like a good idea and then you make it and you're like yeah okay yeah. and then you've got to be patient to tweak it because it might just be one little tweak that makes it better 
You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. I've never really, you know, I, dabbled in that. But. It's because I like the pearls. Um, fat. I mean, was it bourbon bacon beautiful? Because I like that so much. It's good, right? You. That's why I want to try yeah. and like make my own. No, I get that. That makes sense. And you're right. Like it, it would be interesting to try maybe one time or something. Yeah. Um. So Rye River Social, the okay. place that Jesse Hubbard is now, I think, managing and bartending at. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it's right there in Grandview. Um. Oh, it's in Grandview. It's off of Fifth. Got a Fifth Avenue all the time. I know. What's it near? It's uh do you know where Fusion is? Yeah. It's right there. Okay. There's like a little uh shopping center, there's strength of system of strength or something is right near there. Yeah. And it's all right there. Okay. And I didn't realize I thought it was downtown. And uh Fifth like, Avenue's a hot, like a, a good spot. Neat little there. spot, yeah. And they've got those little condos and stuff that probably help keep everything, you know, hopping. There used to be that bar one forty five there and I really liked it. They did some bourbons. Yeah. Um, and oh, they yeah. had a good old fashioned yeah. there. And then it, it just went well, out of business for whatever reason. Had I known that that was actually there and not downtown, I would have gone there this weekend instead of mm-hmm. to where we went, just so I could have seen him and supported the bar and his you know yeah. his new place and stuff. I might pop in this weekend one day. Yeah, I did Friday, Saturday, or something. I was so upset that I didn't know that that's where it was. I was driving back from I don't even know. Oh, so we were dropping by Trina's daughter's uh, place to pick up some desserts from uh, Cap City, mm. and. Um, I drove by and just saw it sitting there. I was like, oh, that's where Jesse Hubbard works now. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. So, between the old Ezra 7 and the 99, what do you like better? I like the old Ezra 7. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I think... It's more me, robust, if that... You know what I mean? Well, I mean, price point-wise, um, they're the exact same bottle, but price point-wise, the Ezra Books 99 is like 20... I think it was 24. Okay. Um, the old Ezra seven, I think if I remember right, is like closer to 40, maybe 50, but I don't, I don't remember, uh, but it's more expensive. So it's supposed to be a little more premium, I think. And it's seven years old and it's a 117. So it's almost 10 you know percent higher alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and it's also an older, you know, I can't imagine that the 99 is more than four or five years. I would imagine. I that could was, I could be wrong. But. Wasn't the seven in that premium tasting we did? I think it was the first one we tried. It was, yeah. So yeah. they had, um, so they had the Rebel ten year. Mm-hmm. They had the Lux Row twelve year. They had the Blood Oath, and they had the Ezra seven. Because the Lux twelve was the last one, I believe. It was either that or the Blood Oath, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think the old Ezra seven was either first or second. I don't remember which. Uh, the Rebel ten year was in there. It was a single barrel ten year. Yeah, the Rebel might have been first. I don't remember, but it was, yeah, it was, and I think that's a hundred proof. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may have eased it, but the blood oath is only 98.6, like to go with the temperature of the blood. blood. Yeah. The temperature? Yeah. Oh, wait, your our body temperature, never mind. What in the actual hell just happened? I don't know. You're a nurse too. That's I a sad stroke. thing. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> um, so yeah, anywho, Banks even looked at me on that one, man. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's a, he's a good boy. He's just laying here with the guys. He's one of the boys. He is. He likes to be. He likes to be down here with me. He's my dog. And he's calm. Oh, he's, he's super chill. Back. Yeah. Bella, fucking crazy. It's because she's and Trina's it's, dog. Yes. <laughs> and I, I make the little joke every once in a while. I'm like, yeah. That's your dog. <laughs> no, but she's a COVID dog. She, I think, has, I wouldn't say separation anxiety because she doesn't. She's, a, she's good. Like when we leave, she goes in her crate on her own. Mm-hmm. I leave the door open on her crate. It's a safe place. And a I come place, home yeah. and she's in her crate. Now, she may have torn up five things while we're gone, but she's in a crate when we go home. 
So she makes it look like, like I didn't she, do anything. It was Banks. I swear to God. Um, it'd be funny if Banks was like, I'm going to make her pay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out here fucking up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to think it's you, <laughs> little bitch. Um, but uh, no, like she doesn't tear up that much, but she will tear up some things. It's funny. Like the other day, uh, she got into the trash. Like what? Because some smelled good in there, man. And so like we had some wicker baskets upstairs that hold some of our things and she tore them up. So we had to get metal baskets. Like she, she kept tearing. And then we also like for uh, Trina's mom's funeral, we got um, uh, a couple of plants. One was small and sits up on our, underneath our TV up, up elevated. So the dog couldn't get to it. The other one was a floor version of the same plant. And every time we came home, she was like, Thelabar! like she was getting into it and she just freaking would tear the thing apart. And so we'd move it around, try to save it. Yeah. And, and every time she'd drag it down from wherever we put it, it had to be a smell thing. I don't like. know. It was just, uh, she's a, She's a little bit of a She's still spaz. a pup, though. I mean, I mean, she's a year and a half old. Ah, that's still a pup, man. Yeah. But he was chill at like nine months. That's how Lucy This is how I he's have. been. Like, you've seen the movie Funny Farm with, with oh, uh, God, Chevy Chase. Yes. The first dog he got just ran. <laughs> like, the first day it just took it off running away. and never came back. And then every throughout the movie, you'd see it just running off in the distance. And then the second uh, dog they got just did nothing but laid around. I love I love the mailman in that movie. Oh, yeah, just, he just throws like, out the mail as he drives by. Yeah. And then he's trying to hit him with the boulder. And <laughs> That's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a long it, time. It's a movie that the first time you watch it, I don't think you appreciate it. And then the more and more you watch it, like, and maybe it's with age, because like I expected it to be different because I was younger when I first saw it. But as I've gotten older, I've appreciated it way more. And some of that's like Chevy Chase humor. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean, he has his own style of humor. Well, that... he grew. You grew up with him being more slapstick. Mm, yeah, and that movie was more subtle humor. Yeah, and like I still to this day, one of my favorite lines from him is actually. Well, there's two of them, and they're both from two of his not greatest movies. One, they're both sequels. So one of them was in uh, European Vacation. Not the, okay. So that's like the not worst just of vacation. All the, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's like the worst of all the vacation movies. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> right. So there's some good little one-liners in there. But one of them, he's they're in the airplane flying over to Europe, and he's sitting in the airplane seat. And the stewardess comes up and she's like, "Oh, would you like a Coke?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." And she goes, "Do you want that in the can?" And he looks over his shoulder back at the bathroom and he's like, "No, I'll have it right here." <laughs> you know, little things like that. That's how, what he was good at. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, Fletch 2. Well, I haven't seen Fletch 2. I've seen Fletch. Oh, so he has sex with this woman. And I use this line all the time, by the way. Um, <laughs> he has sex with this woman. He wakes up the next morning. She's dead beside him. And so they're questioning him. And she's like, well, you know, how was she feeling last night? Like, well, she felt fine to me. <laughs> and so, like, I, you know, I'll say that all the time. Like, yeah. well, she felt fine to me. Um, but, like, you know, two of my favorite lines, and they're in, like, two of his worst movies. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of funny because uh, I, I don't even know how he got on the subject, to be honest. Oh, Chevy Chase. Like yeah, his, Chevy Chase, yeah. You know, funny as, Farm. As he got dog. older, his humor got a little more subtle. So, like, Funny Farm was a lot more subtle humor, you know? And, uh, you know, the, still the, the lamb fries when he's eating the, you know, the lamb fries, which are like basically the testicles sheep balls. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. sheep I thought they were like mountain oysters or something. I, no, they're I called lamb remember. fries. Okay. I can't remember. But now they're called la- mountain oysters, other places, yeah. but like in the movie, in the movie, they're called lamb fries. And so and he's, she's like, we got a world record or something. Yeah, and she's there. like, Hey, another order of lamb fries. Yeah. If you finish this one, you'll, you'll have the record. And he gets all excited. Yeah. And then, uh, the guy sitting there watching a meet goes, you know, tell him the secret. And she's like, Oh, that's, you just have to really pull down the testicles before you snip, snip it off. Up high or 
something. Yeah. Yeah. So you can sniff them high or something. And then as soon as he does, like she had, she had already written like the, the record by like three or four more than the previous one. And he spits out to it and she erases <laughs> like those little subtle things, you know, like she erases the, the record and, and moves it back down to. I love movie. I'm such a movie buff. Like, oh yeah. I love all kinds of movies. Yeah, me too. I love comedies are obviously my favorite, but, uh, you know, I, I love all movies. So have you seen Tenet by the way? That's a fucking hard movie to follow. It's good though. I need to watch it again. Yeah, I um, think I'm, I'm the same way. I, I saw that in Grandview Theater, which that little Grandview Theater, if you haven't been there, is really good. Yeah, was it? it is it still a Drexel theater? Oh, I don't know that. Part. It used to be a Drexel, I believe. They only have one movie they show in there. Yeah, at yeah, time. yeah, right. And they always do these little festivals, like where they have special events and stuff, yeah. or like they'll do like a beer tasting with something. Well, or, they have a good beer selection. I don't know if you still drink beer or not. I don't think you do. Every once in a while, but, I, but I'm not a beer guy. Like I won't go drink IPAs. Okay, I like piss beer. I, I like craft beer and stuff. I do. I was a big craft beer person. I'll drink some, but the heavier they are, the less I like them. Yeah. And maybe that had changed now that I've gotten into bourbon and started opening up my yeah. palate a little bit. But like, I like piss beer. I've just always liked piss beer. For me, beer is something you have on a hot day after playing sports or mowing the lawn or something like that. And so I don't want a heavy beer. I usually is, want like a... Does like that mean a, like it's the BMCs, the Bud Miller Coors? Summer Shandies, okay. Bud Lights, um, that kind of stuff, you know, those types of things. I love the Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy. So the no, mo- I think that's great. The darkest beer I probably enjoy is an Amberbach, Michelob Amberbach. Love that yeah. beer. No Amberbach. I drank that in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I started getting into like I don't know how much craft beer existed in college, but the not yeah, BMCs. There was some. You know what I mean? It wasn't Bud Miller Coors. I would get into like George Killian's Irish Red and like some stuff like that. Um. And then for a long time, I was I was really into beers. We would go up to Traverse City a lot because they have a ton of craft beers up there. And they would do all these like weird things where they have one called the, I think it's like the Pig Porter or something like that. And they actually put like a pork butt, like a smoked pork butt in the beer when yeah. they're brewing it. Obviously, it's filtered out. There's not like chunks of it in it. But when you smell it, you're like, this smells like a pulled pork sandwich. So it's a cool little place. Yeah, and um, I've actually been to the Traverse City. It's not peg leg port porker, is it? I don't know. Okay. I think it's just called like the pig porter or something like that. Yeah. But um, I'll pig porter like a porter. Yeah. yeah, and then I also stopped in Traverse City at the Traverse City Distillery there, which they don't distill on site. I think that's an MGP, if yeah, I remember. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a bottle shop. But yeah. it's a cool little place. Um, they have one thing that they do is their cherry. And that's yes. with Michigan cherries. Yes, cherries are real big up there in and Traverse City. Supposedly, and we haven't—I've never bought it, but it's available here. Um, but supposedly, the cherry—it's not like a—it's kind of cherry infused, if you will. But it's not like they pour cherry juice into the bourbon. Yeah, it's uh, somehow strained through some sort of cherry something or other. So it's like a hint of cherry. It's not like overwhelming cherries, from what I understand. They had it while I was there. Did you drink any? Um, and I, I did. I, tr- I did like a flight of all what their different stuffs. I liked it. Um, it was, why didn't I buy it? I can't remember. There was a reason. Because you could get it here? Or? No, because I haven't seen it here. They had a couple different ones, and I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Um, but I didn't think it, it might have been like 80 bucks or something too. It might have been more than I thought I was willing to pay because they're barrel proof. I really like the it. barrel proof is so good. And I've, I was I've like, had a few of those. Yeah, I was like, if I'm going to spend like, you know, 80, 90 bucks on another one of these. I want another, another barrel. I've proof. got their shelfer barrel proof. I've got an OHLQ barrel proof and I've oh. got the bourbon enthusiast ship, uh, barrel proof. 
And the bourbon enthusiast barrel proof from them is so good. That's why I tried to have them on the episode. They've never replied back to me, but I've tried no. to have them on the on the show. I think, because there was a day that I was over here, and it's been like a year ago or something, but you were like, oh, what do you want to try, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, let's get that Traverse City out. And I think that I had it that day. And you're like, fuck, I forgot how good this was. Yeah, the bourbon enthusiast one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so OHLQ for me is hit and miss. Bourbon enthusiast, I, I tend to always agree with his tasting notes. When I've had OHLQ stuff, it's been like, eh, some of it's been good, some of it's been bad. Um, speaking of which, did you see uh, Buckeye Bourbon Guy um, from our gym? Um, Todd Sarver. Todd Sarver. He mm-hmm. got to go down to Maker's Mark and do a barrel selection. I saw that. For the, uh, they did a, for, what do you call it, the finishing stuff? Series. Like a, yeah, but whatever they do, like where you get to choose your staves and blend it and stuff. Um, so he got to do one of those just last week. Will those be able to purchase like through him at all? Do you know? It's Central Ohio Whiskey Society, the cows oh. or whatever you call it. Um, he did it with them. Okay. So, um, we should have Todd on someday. I mean, Todd. No, I, I've talked to him about it a couple. Well, not talked, but brought it up to him mm-hmm. a couple times. He's not against it. We just haven't reached out. So. Yeah. Todd's a great guy. I used no, to he's do. Nice. He's super nice. Um, jiu-jitsu with him for a long time. And he does. He's a football referee in the in the fall, which he, is really yeah. cool. Uh-huh. And he, t- I think from what I understand, he takes that money from refereeing to go down to, that's he. That's where he gets a lot of his bourbon from, is at the end of his okay. refing, he goes down and gets a crap ton of stuff. I mean, that's a, a good trade-off. He has a nice bar downstairs. I've been in his house. Oh, it's it's really nice. Yeah. And like it's well stocked, which is very well stocked. He's got so many different bottles. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it personally, but I've seen pictures of it. And then AJ, you, Aaron, they've all been down and they've seen it. Yeah. He has lots of duplicates of things. Like there may be like six deep of 1910 Old Forester or right. something like that. So he's similar to me in that regard. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. You guys are probably pretty close in your number of bottles. Yeah. I've heard he has a lot more variety though than I do. But I think I he has a lot of yeah. So that's that's the difference. Um, but I don't have six of nineteen ten. Like I've got two. I I try to have two of all of those in stock. He travels international a lot with work. I think, or he did anyway. Okay. And so I think he would pick up a lot of things in airports and yeah. stuff. No, I d- I have seen some things. I'm like, where the hell did you get that? Yeah. Um, I've only got one of the eighteen seventy, and then I've got two of all the rest of them. Two of the bottled and bond. Two of the nineteen ten. Mm-hmm. Two of the nineteen twenty. Um, the ten and twenty are my favorite by far. I can do without the other pretty two. Good. It's the bottom and bottom one's pretty good. It's, I would have to revisit over, it. It is definitely overlooked. I get your eighteen seventy. Oh I, yeah, that one's rough. I, no, it's not rough. It's just our, my least favorite of the four, but it's yeah. still good. There, I, there's not an old Forester I've had that I haven't liked. To be honest, I, I haven't. I would, I would have to revisit it for me because, from what I remember, I did not enjoy it at all. But yeah. it was the first one I drank, right? Which you know, could make a big difference. Absolutely. We should do them in reverse order, age-wise, like 1920, 1910. should do them in a blind. A word in blind. A blind would be. And then mix up the, the order. Yeah. So, we're doing now the, this one is the- This uh, is the Lux Row. Lux Row Visitor Center, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it's a 107 proof? Yes. Okay. And this is the Ezra Brooks Distillers Collection. So, they started doing single barrels. I think it was last year they started doing these. And- um, so these are same mash bill from what I understand to the Ezra Brooks 99 and the and the 117 or the old Ezra 7, whatever you want to call it. But these are distiller's collection, so it's single barrel versions of them as opposed to the small batches or, or whatever, large batches, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> so small batch of 10,000. What do you get on the nose? I, I feel like 
I'm getting a sweet on the nose a little more than, yeah, so than the others, for sure. There's a huge similarity in this one to the other two that we just did. But you're right. I, I feel like I get a little bit more sweetness. Maybe brown sugar. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. But there's some there's a, the underlying other things are still there, like that allspice I feel like is still there. And I feel like uh, definitely the, the rye... I'm not getting any cinnamon on the nose, but let me let me let me dive into this thing. We've talked a lot. We've so talked a lot. Let's we skip, have. Let's skip ahead to the drink. Oh yeah. Okay. I I think I liken this a little bit more to the old Ezra Seven than the ninety nine in the in the complexity, but in the finish, I think it's more like the ninety nine. It's I'm getting the rye spices on the back, but I'm not getting a, a much of an alcohol hug. No alcohol hug for me whatsoever. Um, yeah. Those notes of like allspice and stuff are there, but they seem more faint in this one to me. Yeah. It's, and I hate using the word smooth. Maybe <laughs> clean is the word I want to use. Balanced. It's a very clean and balanced <laughs> finish for me. Um, the rye is there, but it's it's a very subtle rye. And I know it's the same amount of rye. It's not like that they have diluted the rye out. What's like what we talked about last week with um, the Old Forester. You know, mm-hmm. just changing that proof point. And I know it's a single barrel, so they can't really have as much control over batching it to a certain pl- flavor profile. But just changing that proof point, you know, brings out different notes sometimes. It's weird. And I mean, it makes sense, but it falls right between the two for me, between the 99 and the 117, which obviously it is 107, so it falls between the two. Like, I get that. But just from a taste point. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, no, I, no, you know I what I mean? What I know what you're saying. I was about to say something smart, but I decided not to. <laughs> you were on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> Don't strike down my thunder. <laughs> the Germans? He, he's on a roll. <laughs> when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. Uh, that's a good one, Animal House. Yeah, that is a good one. So, you know what I watched the other day was, um, it took me like three days because I was watching it in between meetings. Um, this was actually before I started my new job. Uh, it was an it was a uh, documentary on Belushi. I think it was just mm. called Belushi, and it was um, there were some videos of some of the skits. A lot of it was pictures, and it was narrated, and it had audio interviews like over the phone. You could tell from like uh, uh, who's the guy that did uh, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the other guy that did, um, Harold Ramos, Harold Ramos. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the guy from Saturday night live that, uh, John, uh, he does, he's the main guy behind, um, Saturday night live. Is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Michaels. Oh, Lauren. Okay. Uh, okay. Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Um, then like, uh, they even had some interviews from Carrie Fisher cause I guess they were really close. And then, um, so there were, it was just a really well done documentary, um, and I think it was just called Belushi. I think, and but it was, it, but you know, it was interesting. It was just, it wasn't in the style that you'd think it would be done today. It was closer, more like to the um, who's the guy who did all the baseball, uh, uh, Ken Burns. So mm. it was more like a Ken Burns type documentary, except for they did a good job of interweaving in like uh, interviews of uh, audio interviews of people. They weren't like in-person interviews. They were, you know, just the, you could tell they were done over the phone and they were overlaid over top of like pictures or whatever. And then there was a narrator that would read some of his poems and letters to his wife and stuff like that. It was kind of neat. 
but it was really well done. I don't know how old it was. It just happened to be in my YouTube TV, and I was like, oh, this yeah, looks interesting. I have I want YouTube this. TV. I'll have to look for that, because yeah, I like John Belushi. I do. You know, it, Blues Brothers is great. Oh, yeah. And it talked about, like, his ups and downs and how he went from, you know, like, uh, uh, Second City to Saturday Night Live and all those different things and how he just wasn't... Uh, you know, he became huge and he became, you know, he wanted to have control over some things and, and like, he really, he really enjoyed his music and his band and stuff. And, uh, there, you know, he had a band when he was younger and then the whole blues brother things mm-hmm. blew up. And, and while it was a joke, they took it very seriously. Him and Dan Aykroyd took it very seriously. Um, I like Dan Aykroyd too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's again, he's like one of those subtle comedians. He's he, not like in your face yeah, comedy. He kind of slides like it's little things. It's more like things. a cerebral yeah. comedy, you know. Yeah. And and I like him too. But he's he's kind of in my opinion like David Spade. He's a secondary comedian. Like he can't carry something on his own in my opinion. Yeah. He's like I that secondary that. guy. David Spade's never in my a supporting opinion, actor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like David Spade was always better with Chris Farley. He's mm-hmm. always been better in a supporting role. Like know, Joe Dirty was pretty good. Yeah, but that's a stupid movie. But it's, <laughs> it's funny. Don't get me movie. wrong, but it's it's stupid. But like Just Shoot Me, he was more of a supporting character. Yeah. Uh he was in that uh Rules of Engagement as a supporting character. Always better. All of his best stuff, in my opinion, has been in a supporting role. Joe Dirt was good. But that was an anomaly. Like uh, most of the other things he tried it, to carry, he didn't do a good job with. It's because it's stupid funny, right? Right. And if you know that going in. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think of this? So I think this is my favorite so far. Yeah. Okay. I really do. Yeah. The old Ezra seven and this it's not bad. The old Ezra seven, the others aren't bad at all. I'm just saying that this is probably my favorite, um, thus far. Yeah. I think the one Oh seven proof is probably the reason why for me, I think that's, that's a great sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. 100 used to be a good sweet spot. Uh, I, there's a lot of very high proof things that i i really like like the elijah craig barrel proofs and our mm, barrel pick our that barrel we picks. did oh my God, so good. um i had that again last night um i gotta give my buddy a sample of that too he's the one that gave me the sftb oh yeah um and i was gonna bring that tonight but i thought well we have that's right. we had mentioned we had a lot, a lot to, of things lot to, to do there, yeah. yeah we've got so many things to drink man. i know so many things to do episodes on. And i didn't want to like warm up with that no i know because that's a higher proof too i need to yeah. you know Hip, get my palate warmed up yeah, before yeah, I taste. Yeah. No, that no, no, no. Sure. I agree. We should we should break out some old granddad uh, bonded or some early times bonded. You, did, you know, early times. It's funny. So I've I was got pulling, four. Un, I've got four unopened bottles of it right now. I almost bought one when I was in Nashville. I sent that picture. Yeah, I was expecting one of you to say, "Oh, give me that early times," and no one wanted. It. I was like, "What the hell?" I should have told you to get it. I for never me. see it in the wild. Anymore. I don't either. But when I was pulling this bottle out, this Ezra Brooks. Like, you know, I'm pulling things out of my, you know, basement box thing area because it's my, my overflow. And I was like, son of a bitch, I don't open early times. So I forgot that was in here. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But I need a backup, you know, as they say, one to smash, one to stash. Right. I just have one I, to stash right now. I got that from the Black and Brown podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, duh, Black and I Brown. I didn't know where that came from. Yeah, they, <clears throat> they say it on there, and I love that. That's one of my favorite sayings now. One to stash, one to smash. I love it. Uh, it's but, like that's how, but that's how I grew up, like, with my bourbon. Like I, I wouldn't open them until I got a second one. Yeah. Not, and, but see, that was like a, that was a uh, naive thought because a lot of times I would get something, had no idea I was never going to get a second one Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll just wait till I get a second one to open that one. And then you never see it again. You're like, oh shit. All right. There's some things that I, I don't want to open to <clears throat> like 
um, I had only one E.H. Taylor, and so I didn't want to open it until I got my second one. Well, that's what I mean. That was one of them. I had an E.H. Taylor uh, single barrel, and I had no idea that that was a hard thing to find. And in fact, I accident I accidentally bought it before I knew there was a difference between the small batch and the single barrel. I said, oh, I've got one of those at home, bought it, took it home. I was like, wait a second, this is a little bit darker red. It, oh, this is single barrel. I've never seen a single barrel other than the one you have. I got it at Kroger on Cemetery. That's crazy. And I had no idea that's what I was buying. I just thought I was getting another E.H. Taylor. Another E.H. Taylor. I you didn't know there never was a find difference. that now. I did not know there was a difference. And then I got it home and I was like, oh, shit. All right. The one guy that I work with, the one of the doctors, he is on a mission from God. There's a Dan Aykroyd thing there. Yeah. Um, to find the tornado, E.H. Taylor. Oh, you'll never find that now. I, I know you won't, but he's like... I mean, maybe someone's got it in the collection, but you'll pay $1,000 for that probably. He said he would pay... I have, like, how did he phrase it? He would pay more for that than he would pay for like most things. I forget what he said. All right. Well, but he has a, a hey, couple different pappies. If you have access to one of those... Reach out to us. We'll make yeah. it happen. It would need to be an and then, unopened and bottle. And then we'll bring them it. on. We'll tell them that you'll get it for them. If, if someone reaches out to us, we will bring it on the show, and that'll be part of the uh, The transaction, yes. He'll get it only if he opens it here, and we drink it on the show, then he can take it home. I think that is an absolute fair. So if, if you, anyone you know, listening knows where to get that, and they're willing to part with it, and it sounds like he's willing to pay some money for it. He's willing to pay some money for it. Now, right. that doesn't mean he's going to drop like minus, 10 grand on a bottle. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Me, you, Tyler, and him. Yes. Oh, do we want to include Tyler? He doesn't have to be I here. mean, that's true. That's true. He did get a whole bunch of shit recently and didn't include us on it, including Elmer T. I know. Lee. What the fuck? I, that's why Tyler. he's not getting in on the SFTB. Like, seriously, though. Like, we always share our shit with we him. We always share. Always share yep. our shit. He's like, well, they were small samples. I'm like, all of my samples are small. They were two-ounce samples. Right. Like, all of my samples are small, and I've always included you fuckers in them. Fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that being said, we've got our fourth... Pour it into the glass now. At least I do. I'm not there yet. I need to do a rinse real quick. But this one Sorry is... Sorry for that loud cracking water bottle but, in the background. Uh, this one is OHLQ, right? This one's Correct. yours? Yes, this is mine. Also a 107. Mm-hmm. Also a distiller's collection from Ezra Brooks. Um, so once he does his little rinse, I'm going to go ahead and get a head start on the nose because uh, that's just how I do. Because the nose knows. And my, sh- my schnoz isn't as big as his, so I don't get the... Uh, it takes me a little longer to, to pinpoint stuff. Oh, I feel like I'm getting something a little different on this one. Oh, he says. <laughs> but I do feel less stuffy too, so that could be part of it. Um, it seems more um light, more faint. I feel like more mellow. More mellow? More mellow. Mellower? Mellower? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting may almost like some burnt marshmallow. <clears throat> I swear to God, I was going to say marshmallow. I'm not oh, even kidding. You fucking asshole. I'm serious. Whatever. Fuck. <laughs> Whatever, Tyler. I, I, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. For some reason, marshmallows in my palate right now. I haven't I had marshmallows. I'm I'm getting marshmallow. But on even those. earlier, I swear I had like a, a thing of marshmallow. I'm like, don't fucking say that. You're not, <laughs> Why? You're marshmallow. not getting marshmallow. People get marshmallows, and it's I the, know, but sometimes it's the toasted like barrel portion of it yeah. that makes you think marshmallow. I fucking love marshmallows. Like, I know. I would want a s'mores right How, now. Wait, hold on. Important information here. How do you do your marshmallows on a campfire? Burnt. Like crispy burnt on the outside? Yeah. See, I toast mine. I toast mine. Every, it, like it, it honestly is like a, I don't know, like a, a slow 
rotisserie for me. Okay. And I hold it at a distance where it starts to get really no, I used toasty to do brown. That. I used to do that. And I just, there's nothing like it. I agree. Those are very delicious. Toasty brown, and it still gets the inside nice. And Trina loves a fucking charcoal. Yeah, on the I outside. do like charcoal, though. There's something the about. And then gooey on the inside. Yeah. I've had it like that, and it's okay. Yeah. And I, you know how the, the difference. Okay, so here's <laughs> if I do my marshmallow standalone, mm-hmm. toasted. Okay. On a s'more, more. I'm more open to it being burn the fuck out of burnt that thing. because then it's hotter on the inside yeah. and then it melts the chocolate more. And so, so you get that you get that uh you get the toast, you get the burnt, you get the nice gooey chocolate, and then you get the graham cracker and it, it all combines better that way. When we do a podcast in my backyard, we're gonna do these things. We don't have to eat them on the podcast, but we're gonna make them. And so you do these s'mores that are in the smoker and you make them in a waffle cone. And so you fill the waffle cone with like chocolate chips and marshmallow and you slow cook them. Yeah, I can see your face. And it's a fucking s'mores waffle lie. cone. It just moved a little bit. <laughs> it's I'm not going to lie. fucking amazing. There's a thing called food porn and this is it right now. You're just flirting with me. This is, that sounds delicious. And could you imagine like a marshmallow like ooh, bourbon? Ooh, ooh, and doing it with the Elijah Craig Toaster Barrel. Fuck Yes. That would be amazing. Got, Even the old you know, Forster 120. Now, right? you know oh, got, you do have two of them, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. One that's like half empty and one that's full. Elijah Craig toasted barrel paired with one of those like smoked waffle cone. Oh, God, that sounds so good. And then I even saw where people sometimes put some like peanut butter chocolate chips yeah. in addition to well, regular have you chocolate seen the chips. S'mores where they do it with a Reese's cup instead of a yeah. instead of a that's uh, where you do Hershey's. the peanut butter chips in addition to the chocolate chips. Right. You do both. Interesting. Interesting. Fuck, you could put a little caramel in there. Oh, no. Do we just start Damn a food it. podcast? I don't know, but I'm horny. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, shit. We derailed crazy Trina, Trina doesn't there. know what's about to hit. <laughs> it's about to go down. Um, all right. So, what do you get on this one from the palette? All right. Here we go. So, we're back on track. I get more of that marshmallow. I do, too. This is good. This one this one is real good. Is this yeah. one yours? This is mine. I oh, love it when mine's an better. Asshole. <laughs> Such an asshole. That happens all the time. And you didn't know that going into this. Remember the, um, and we went to the Bourbon 30. I haven't had that since we drank it. I haven't either. That is so good. Yours is really, mine's decent. Mine's like a marshmallow. Tyler's is like a Tyler's shit pile. Tyler's is terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. It's like a shit pile. And it, we know not to allow him to, somehow we have to figure out the barrel picks to not have him come with us. <laughs> right. Because our, our Middle West pick. He was wasn't with his now. Yeah, he was, but he loves it, which is interesting. And he even knows. I think he knows his bourbon thirty pick wasn't very. Yeah. Good. Oh, he knows. When we drank it that night. He was like, "Oh, this fuck sucks. You guys can have all you want of it. I don't want any." Uh, it was kind of funny. Yours was better though. Damn it. I haven't. And you know what's funny is in total transparency. I'm not just saying this. We both wanted to do the same thing. If you yeah, remember, we did. And I just would. I did something a little different because I knew. I was like, well, if you do that, then let me do this. Was yours blended or a single barrel? I can't remember. What was yours? Mine's blended. Mine's two different barrels. I think yours is and mine is, and I think his is a single barrel. His is definitely a single, because mine was like B's blended bourbon, I think is yeah, what I called it. I'm pretty sure mine's blended too. Yeah. God, I want to get some of that out again. Yours is definitely worth trying. It'd be interesting to see how they taste now that they're oxidized a little yeah. bit, now that they've been opened, because that was over the summer, right? That was last summer, because we were on your patio yeah, when we did that. right. It might have been fall, but it was still- it was still warm out. Yeah, it was still warm enough to be out. And you know what? We need to be out there soon. Trina and I are about to spruce up the patio again, so I think we should have a 
an episode out there soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about some outdoor patio I love episodes. Being outside, just it just there's a different feel to it. Oh yeah, I love having a fire. Um, so, I have one of those solo stoves. Oh, do a little fire yeah, outside. Yeah. Those are legit. Well, and I've got the one in the middle of my table up there, which is <laughs> oh, kind of yeah. neat. It's. It's you just have to leave it low because mm-hmm. otherwise you're too close to it. But so this is really good. Back to something we weren't talking about, but I'm pushing. What do you think of the bourbon room now that it's finished? The bourbon room is freaking awesome. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's finished. I still have to. So there's a big surprise that if you follow us on Instagram, I'm not going to post any progress on the next stage. It's going to be a video at the very end. I'm going to make a whole production out of it. It's going to be funny, and and it's going to be like cool. Even but, even with the door open right now into that room, I know it just adds so much it, character. It looks it? so great. Like from a distance, you're like, oh, "What's in there? I want to see what's in yeah, there." Right? You really do. And but like the next stage of it's going to be so cool. So there's a portion. So there's two stages to this whole process. Um, and one corner of my little bourbon room hasn't been finished because it has to wait on the second stage. Once that second stage is done, I've got another corner that I'm going to put some barrel head shelves in. So they're going to be, so it's like a, it's a weird angled corner. It's all, it's like an acute triangle type thing or an acute You're angle. being obtuse. <laughs> it's an acute angle. Um, so it's not like a standard 90 degree angle. It's not like, it might even be 30 degrees. I have no idea what it is. Um, I haven't measured it to be honest, but it's going to have some barrel heads cut to shape um, and then it's going to be a little bit more of my display bourbons, you know, like a little bit more of yeah. the higher end collection. I might put some books or, gl- I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but the point is, is I'm going to maybe run an LED strip down the back of it too, so that it lights up from behind and, and have it motion detected mm-hmm. and stuff. I've, there's some GE stuff that has, uh, when you plug it in, you can Bluetooth program it, the, the receiver so that it only turns on when there's motion and stuff okay. like that. So I'm thinking about doing some stuff like that. I might do that on the shelves too. Look up LIFX. They have some good no, like strip things I don't, too. I don't look up that. <laughs> do they plug in? They plug in. Okay. And so, so, they so I could take the LIFX that you're talking about, plug it into the GE thing, have it programmed over Bluetooth because there's a program that lets you control it over an app. There's an app on your phone for LIFX. Does it do motion detection? It does not do motion detection. So that's no. where the GE plug would, would <clears throat> yeah. come into play. And so, like, if I did the GE plug, plug those into that, mm-hmm. and then I was going to mount them on the on the top, or, or I guess the bottom of each shelf to to be top down on each. Uh, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. And so I was going to have it light up when you walk in. That's cool. And then the shelves over there that I'm that I haven't built yet, I was going to do those as well, but have it run down the back and leave like a little notch so it can just run yeah. down the corner. Um, and they don't work with a hub either. Like Philips Hue has that hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The these are supposed, doesn't have that. These are just supposed <clears throat> to be motion detection from a GE plug-in. Okay. It's like, think about like an iPad plug now, mm-hmm. the the big block. It's it's kind of like that, but it has Bluetooth built into it so you can program it, you can connect to it, and you can tell it, you know, on motion or on this, or you can just control it from the app, or you can tell it if whenever you detect motion, do this. You should just get like a clapper light. Like you remember those uh, and just walk in bam, and clap. Bam. Clap on. <laughs> but anyway, so the so the bourbon room is 90% done, if not 95% done. And then I'm doing something in the room just on the other side of it. That's the new that's the new project. It's almost at a point where I can begin 
And uh, I'm not going to post any pictures. You haven't posted of it. any pictures, right? Just like not to, of that. in the text messages. Nothing. No, I posted. No, I haven't. Okay, nothing to the page. So I will not post any pictures of it till it's done, and then I'm going to make this little video that it, it's going to be pretty cool. I think. So no, I'm excited to see how that part turns out. Yeah, me too. Um, that's going to be pretty fun. I think we've talked about it a little bit on the on the podcast. I think you may have, have mentioned it. And then it, Tyler but... almost gave away the whole Jesus. damn uh, thing, you know. Oh, Tyler. I hope he's back next week. I miss him dearly. I know. As much as he just brings down the conversation. <laughs> he brings it up. It's almost like comedy relief. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll get Tyler back on. So, we're recording twice next week, just so you know. Okay. You won't be able to do Monday, but we're doing an interview on Monday because you have class. I can't. I, that was well, <laughs> do a virtual to uh, be decided. Do a virtual background. Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah, may, yeah. No, so you may be able to do. Monday. I may be able to do class, or I may have two PCs up. We'll see. Um, and then Tuesday we're doing uh, Jeff Tress is going to come back. Oh, that's when we're doing our Rye and episode. We're doing the Rye episode on Tuesday. Okay. Great. So that's I've got to get Emily to. Allow him to come? No, no, no. I've got to get Emily to coach the 630. Oh, oh, Emily. I was thinking his wife. No, I forget no, no, his wife's I name. I don't know what his wife's name yeah, is. Yeah, I was, I was I've like, never met her, so I have no I idea. Not either. Um, but I'm going to get Emily to coach the 630 class. That should be our first one live as an actual coach now. And then I should be free to coach. Otherwise, we'll be doing it from the gym. I'll have her coach, and I'll be upstairs with you guys. Yeah, that works. <laughs> well, he wanted to see the You're bourbon You're doing room. great. <laughs> You're doing great, guys. Uh, but no, he wanted to see the bourbon room, so I'll have him here. Oh, he'll so, love it. Well, we got four spots here. Yeah, this so. is perfect. Yeah, no, I like this room. And then... Some wireless headsets. Maybe I like know, next year. That's a lot of technology. It is. Well, because you have to have the receivers and all that stuff. I mean, and the monitor, you if you do want the monitors. technology for a living. I do, but it's ex- what I mean by it. I'm kind of nerdy too. It's expensive. Uh, okay, that's what fair. I'm, what I'm that's a better answer. So we it, should all just buy our own wireless headsets. Yeah, but that takes some commitment. Then we have to. Then who's <laughs> buying the one for our guest if we have a guest? You buy that one. <laughs> I would buy a Touché. wireless headset and leave it here, 100%. No, no, I, I mean, I get that. We would all buy our own yeah, for the show. But I would leave it here. No, right, because what else are you going to do? Because I'm not going to fucking take it with me everywhere I go. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> but uh, driving in my vehicle with it on just for fun. <laughs> like, we got what? a Johnny 7 over here. I got a Wi Fi. <laughs> Johnny 7. <laughs> all right. So, dude, I watched Short Circuit the other day. I love that. Johnny, Johnny 5. 5 alive. <laughs> Johnny 5 alive. <laughs> We're not calling so him, fucking wait, good. We're not calling them choppers anymore. No, they're Hueys. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I think Homage is what made me Homage came out with a shirt that said Johnny Five Alive. And I'm Did like, they? I gotta fucking Damn watch it. that. Yes. I love that movie. It's great. I grew up on that damn movie. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, He's like, no, disassemble. <laughs> you know the ethnic guy in that that movie, the one that has yeah. the thick accent? Absolutely. You know what's funny? He speaks no accent. He has actually blue eyes. They they gave so him they brown him- contacts. And get, and he Jesus faked Christ. the accent for the entire movie. It's racist as fuck. <laughs> I mean, it is. You would never be able to do that nowadays, right? We want you to have an Asian accent, even though you don't have one, right? So the funny thing was, is I remember Jesus watching an interview Christ. with him like five five years later because I think he might have been in Short Circuit too, even probably. And so like he was in uh, like it was like Good Morning America, or he was in Regis and Kathy Lee, or something. Um, way back and so he was in the show and he's got these bright blue eyes and he's talking with perfect english and i'm like wait what and i'm like and so he was even talking about the whole yeah they wanted me to they thought it would be funnier if i was from another country so they gave me brown contacts and had me work on this accent and i'm just sitting there thinking 
Holy shit, you know? It's and awful. like nowadays, could you imagine? Oh God, no. That would never that, fly. They would have been canceled immediately. 100%. Canceled. Yeah. Canceled. Pull that shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are an hour and 10 minutes into this. That's a good, good I mean, spot. We, we talked before we probably started too, yeah. but we're about an hour into it, which is about our sweet spot. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for joining in. Um, a couple of things to ask for. I meant to do this at the beginning. If you're listening... And it, I mean, shit, we should always do this at the beginning because they're probably never listening by this point. Right. But if you're, off. if you're listening, <clears throat> still listening, give us a review on podcast, guys, because, you know, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Podbean, whatever, give us a review because that really does a, a ton to help us get good guests on the show to potentially get sponsors other than Unicorn Nation Apparel. Uh, I mean, and let us know. know what you want us to taste or what you want us to sample and right. things like that as well. Or if you have a good idea for a unicorn or not a unicorn, but for a uh, bourbon shirt, let me know. I own Unicorn Nation Apparel. If you guys <laughs> haven't figured that out yet, so if you want a cool bourbon shirt, let me know. I make one-offs. It's a really cool technology that I've got that I make these shirts with. If you want a bourbon shirt, let me know. If you're going in a bachelorette party or a bachelor party, oh my god, let I've him made know. So, I've made so many of those shirts. Those are probably the most popular thing that, that you do. Little teams and stuff like that, yeah. like CrossFit teams and stuff. Yeah, I make four shirts for people. Yeah, I don't have to have like a big batch like a lot of places require. So I can make two or three shirts. I can make seven shirts. I can make eight shirts. I can make one shirt. I just made one shirt for a friend the other day. Can I get one shirt, please? No, I've done that. I just did that for, you remember Amy Haran, right? Yeah, yeah. I just made a shirt for her. For I should a get a shirt hers. made. I don't know what I want, but I want a shirt yeah, made. Yeah, right. Make a shirt, man. They're su- and I'm not just saying this, but they are very soft shirts. Well. It's that canvas brand, I think Bella it's called. Canvas, yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't make the shirts, but they're tri-blend. We they're soft. Yeah, they're I don't super, think you're like weaving shirts in but the I background. Always, I use high quality shirts. I yes. don't use the cheap, you know, Hanes. Nothing yeah, wrong with no, they're, Hanes. They're solid shirts. But I don't use just the 100% cotton shirts that, you know, end up being a handkerchief after one washing. Yeah. I use the tri-blend shirts that are super soft, lay nice. Anyway derailed like crazy uh give us a review on on uh, apple Podcasts, on podbean wherever you're listening on give us a good review um if you even even if you don't like the episodes give us a good review and then give us the actual bad review in the in the text yeah. so give us five stars then rip us apart in the text tell us what you want to be different or you know how just much say, you, like we want more tyler like <laughs> more tyler less tyler yeah let's just do this how about this let's do it if you're listening right now we're going to do a giveaway Oh, shit. We're going to do a giveaway. Give us a review on... (laughs) So he doesn't listen to the podcast. That's what's funny about this. So give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mention Tyler. Give us a five-star review. So it has to be a five-star review. I'm buying your fucking review right now. Give us a five-star review. Rip Tyler to shreds, but give us a (laughs) five-star review. (laughs) <laughs> like honest to God, rip them to shreds. And whoever gives us what, what the three of us find is the funniest review about Tyler. It has to be about Tyler. We will give you a bottle of, what are we going to give him a bottle of? What do you have excess of? I've got tons of shit. I've got Weller antique. I've got Weller special reserve. I have a Buffalo trace. I'll donate. I've got Buffalo trace. Uh, you don't need to donate shit. I'll donate it. Um, I've got, uh, well, I mean, we're doing old, we're doing Ezra. I've got an Ezra Brooks 99 an old Ezra seven. I'll let you choose from any one of those. That's fair. How about that? I'll let you choose from Weller Antique 107, Weller Special Reserve, Buffalo Trace, Old Ezra Books 99, or Old Ezra 7. Not Old Ezra Books 99, just Ezra Books 99. Am I exempt from this contest? You are exempt. (laughs) But I still want you to give a review if you haven't given one. I just Uh, been about Tyler. (laughs) Old Ezra 7, 
whoever gives us the best review that rips Tyler apart and it's funny <laughs> as shit, I will send you out. We will start a dialogue in our DM in uh, Instagram, and I will send out a bottle of bourbon to you. Give us five star reviews, guys. Come on. That's your, oh, this is awesome. I've got to change our intro to add in. Stay tuned to the end for a giveaway. Yes, absolutely. That, so, all right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, give us a review, as I just mentioned. But uh, you can find us on Instagram as, uh, what are we, Bourbon Hunters or The I Bourbon Hunters? I think The Bourbon Hunters. The Bourbon Hunters. And then our website is www.bourbonhunters.com. Tyler uh, Schaefer is Ty, uh, Ty Schaefer 04. Uh, I'm Dude Pool. You're Brett. Paul, Paul Bryan, my full name, serial killer. So follow us on Instagram, uh, like us, hunt us down, whatever. But more importantly, your mission for the week is to go onto the podcasting platform that you listen to and to give us a five star review and rip Tyler to shreds. We're going to call reviews, this man. Operation Rip Tyler, which is dangerously close to Rip Taylor, but. <laughs> Thanks for joining in and have a good night. Looking forward to your reviews. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.